then... And number one now. You're listening to Heffron and Reed. Heffron and Reed. Rated number one podcast by the World Podcasting Federation and the Podcast Ranking Association. No, for reals. It says it right here. The Heffron and Reed Show. Hello, everybody. This is John Heffron. It's Heffron. It's Heffron. It's not Heffron. It's Heffron. Uh, John Reap is currently uh, shoveling snow out of whatever airport he's um, stuck at. He's stuck at an airport. Couldn't get back uh, because some snow fell in his area of the world. Uh, so that was probably like a half of a half of a, of a half of an inch. Um, so they just locked it up. They're like, shut it all down. Everything shut down. Uh it's below 50. So uh, he could not make it to the show. However, however, if you're watching this going, John, what I can't listen to you nasally. You you stammer when you talk. I can't listen to you. Uh, if you'd like to see John Reap, he is on Steve Burns podcast right now. Hmm. Interesting. Snowed in for Heffern and Reap. But yet tonight. You could see him on Steve Burns' podcast. I forgot what Steve Burns' podcast is. He has a, Steve Burns has a comic friend. He has a new podcast every week and with different names. So I can't plug it because I don't know it. Something about a pinata. But anyway, uh, John Reap, because we have a thing if the other person can't be here, where we uh, talk about the other person. So, uh, so listen to this. If you want to see John Reap, he is performing January 24th. First through the 22nd at the Comedy Loft, which is in Washington, D.C. Um, that's January 21st through the 22nd. John Reap is at the Comedy Loft. Guess what? Last weekend of this month, is that the same time? I don't know. John Heffren is at Comedy Works in Denver. So if you're in Washington, D.C., the end of January, January 21st through the 22nd, you can go see John Reap. If you're at in Denver, not downtown, the other place, like where where, where this like the older people live, uh, that's where I will be. Uh, the tech center. What is it? I'm at Comedy Works. So also because uh, John Reap's agent books him. Oh, and I see a lot of funny bone dates. That's something different between me and John Reap. One of us used to perform at Funny Bones all the time. Another one gets booked there all the time. Hmm. February 4th through the 5th, he, John Reap, is in Albany at the Funny Bone. Then he goes over to Kansas City Improv. Man, I used to be in tight with all these guys. I'm nothing. How am I going to eat shitty chicken tenders in a shitty green room? If I'm not getting booked at these places. February 18th through the 19th, uh, Reap is in Richmond, Virginia at the Funny Bone. Probably one of those little fake cities. They got a lot of clubs there in the fake cities. Um, Richmond, Virginia. Go to johnreap.com for tour dates. Uh, also, we have a guest, though. You should be really excited because I know um, you don't want to listen to my uh, dumbass. I would like to bring on a guest. He's a really good friend of mine. I was reading his website because uh, I haven't updated my website since uh, 1994. Like to bring up a very, very funny uh, comedian, a friend of mine, as I'm reading his 
he's got a keynote speaker thing. That's where you can tell what comics are good is because they kind of like take it to the next level in corporates and stuff like that. And I was going to uh, read about, hold on, let me tell you this. Okay. Okay. Uh, Greg Warren is the guy we're going to have using humor to overcome failure is his keynote. I'm going to talk to him about that because I always wanted to write a keynote, but I could never figure out the subject. Greg, share stories of, oh, it switched. Greg, let's talk about your website because I tried to read it and keep. Greg, share stories of overcoming setbacks as a West Point cadet, a Denny's busboy, a college wrestler, and a Pringle salesman. That's what he talks about in his keynote. Already, there's three things I'm crazy interested about. And you can also go to gregwarrencomedy.com. If you see all the funny bones he's probably performing at. All right, let's bring our guest on, Alan. If we could, let's bring on Mr. Greg Warren. It's Greg Warren. John, how you doing, man? Good. How are you? I, you know what? When I was doing uh, all reaps dates, I didn't mean to come across shitty. I was just trying to be funny. And then I, I think there's a little bit of, of uh, just oomph in my voice when I saw <laughs> those dates. When, when I used to do them 30, 30 years of my life, once a year. Not nothing, Greg. I don't, I don't believe that for a second, man. I don't believe um, here's, I'm just going to just to start you off like this. I got these cards. The second we have a guest on. Just random. Okay. Um, hey, if you don't mind me saying, by the way, the uh, sort of uh, special effects of the website are unparalleled. Uh, yours? Yeah, just the stuff that, no, the, uh, not the website, the, the podcast, just all the video stuff, the little bumper. Oh, uh, from the uh, beginning? Yeah. yeah. I love you, it, man. Or just when they brought me in, uh, I don't know if you heard it or saw it. It's like kind of like Tron 80s type uh, music. I, I, I love it, man. Uh, that's the that's the feel like when you don't have content you you do it like with fluff <laughs> like did you do did you ever do naka showcases um yeah i did them like 100 years like well, not 100 years ago but I, like yeah, i did and I, and and i <laughs> no colleges ever wanted to book me man i think well I so know, was, i think maybe i got into it a little too old or something but uh, so yeah, naka naka showcases were where you'd go to perform and then all the, the student union people go to these conferences and they were, you know, this was 20 years ago and they'd watch you perform. And then when you got done, you would go and you would sit in a booth. So your agent, your college agent would had like these little booths and there was nothing but like, it was almost like you're at the red light district in Amsterdam. <laughs> I've seen like where you might as well just be dancing in it in a window and the college kids would walk by. And if they saw you perform, they'd go up and they would, they would book you. And then you'd put the, like, if you got a booking, you would like stick a post-it note thingy on your wall. So you, so you'd walk by and see all these comics that have like all these dates, but it was funny because the running joke was the more candy your agent had in your booth, the shittier you were as a comic. Yeah. Yeah. Like the more freebies and stuff, and you'd be and you'd have to stand there, 
<laughs> so you'd perform and then you'd have to stand there. And then when the kids would walk by, you'd have to like talk to them. And they're like, where are you? I'm from mid mid American oh, yeah. Nazarene college of yeah. oh, like, Oh, I'm from McCook, Nebraska community co- college where, yeah, we're excited that you're performing at our Rathskeller. It's yeah, always like, <laughs> like Rathskeller pit. If anybody, uh, if anybody ever had that on film of me talking to those kids and, and, and released it, it'd be like, you are the biggest phony I have ever seen. him listen to you. I was, it was terrible acting, but, but terribly all, interested in all this stuff they're telling me. You're having the same conversation 500 times. And I'm just, Oh yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And your yeah. agents and just Tell those more. guys are doing, yeah. you know, and you got one of those balloons, like used car salesman balloons floating in front of you. Oh, was, but here, here's what, here's how life is weird. And you do, by the way, this get up I have with my hat backwards and these big old rain glass. I feel like, uh, uh, from Sandlot forever. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh squints, right? Squints. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. For um, ever. yeah. So they have these, uh, places in Florida, um, and by the way, if you're watching live, we'll like the general rule is, is first we, we, we kind of, we, we start to slow dance and then we, you know, and then it gets up to eventually we look at your comments. So just, just know we will. And we will talk about, but in Florida, there's these places called the villages where all the, you know, retired people move to. Yeah. 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 I've heard about that. And each one, I mean, it's, it's like a whole different world down there, but there's all these theaters. And there's, I guess there's a huge comedy tour thing you can do at all these theaters down in Florida, but there's one guy that books them. And I was joking with my manager going, well, when, when am I going to do the villages? Cause it's kind of like you're not your last act to yeah. write, but you're not <laughs> right. You you've switched it from second show Friday at 10 to a three o'clock Saturday. Yeah. But that yeah. sounds awesome to me. Um, oh, no. yeah. He goes, well, the book in a year or two out, right? And I'm like, well, I'm just at that cusp. I think I just got to get a little older. And then pretty soon, all my age group will be, be, will be back, will be living there. And now I've just done my NACA because I was doing 100 colleges a year, 150 a year in my, wow. in my youth. So I'm like, now I just went full circle. Right. And I could just go, he goes, yeah. well, there's a showcase that you have to do for the villages. And I'm like, are you, it's, it's a NACA showcase, but for people in their sixties, he's like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Wow. Like, is there a booth? See how it just, it never ends, dude. It just, yeah. so just be content where you are. I'm already uh, sending messages right now to my agent. Yeah. Like you it, can work on it. We'll do, we have time. Yeah. We can work on yeah. like a, we'll get re we'll like a three person show. Yeah. We'll just do some type of vaudeville. I don't know. It's going to be people our age. So we're, we wouldn't be performing for 70 year olds now. It'll be our age. So we just throw some 80s music and we, we can do it. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Um, sing a song or just, uh, yeah, why don't you sing a song? Perform a song you would include on a road trip playlist. What's the first one? Greg Warren. Uh, Go to gregwarrencomedy.com. You know, uh, it's probably something off the Vision Quest soundtrack. Okay. Um, so today. 
Uh, hot blooded. Hot blooded. That yeah. is song. Hot blooded is Vision Quest. It go. Uh, it's that is track three of Vision Quest. You know that off your. Uh, off oh no! It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh. Okay. Well, there's some there's some pretty good tunes on there. I mean, you know, Madonna's got a song on there. Can you hear this? Yes. Okay. This is how the Vision Quest. That's John Waits, starts. I believe, right there. Yeah. It- and then it jumps into this. Not my favorite, but this is like when you're jumping rope or whatever. You just like yeah. just get past it, and then it goes. And a little hungry for for heaven. Just makes you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It makes you want to. That song makes you want to. Like, let's go back to it. I, I don't want to play too much and get in trouble. But this just makes me want to be like a a room service guy that just wants to bring food up to another gentleman who's selling shoes, <laughs> and he just wants to tell me about ch- Tai Chi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Guy, uh, guy put a move on Loudon, didn't he? Right? And then, yeah. of course, the greatest song, See You on the Other Side. So maybe the greatest song in the history of the world. I was thinking about this yeah. today because yeah. because I was working out to this. Now, I worked out for the first time in like a year. But <laughs> Lunatic Fringe. So Milford High School, when I when I was in high school, would come out to that. All the lights would come down oh, in, yeah. the, in the gym. The lights would play. They'd all come out. They'd all run around you and then do side steps and do whatever. And I just remember just being in the middle. I was so intimidated as a wrestler. Yeah. Like, I was so good in practice. Anybody who would challenge me for varsity or whatever, I would smoke. I would literally, it, it wasn't even a thing but when i would go out there and and actually wrestle i just you know you put a red piece of tape on the ground and a green piece of tape on the ground i will literally have a panic attack if i just see those (laughs) (laughs) see those two discolors right like i'd go and the second i would i would shake their hand i was like this kid won and it's still to this day as a almost 52 year old man i think i I think it's the uh, the scale that gives me the the panic attack. Uh, I won't. I stopped getting on scales pretty much at, at the, the, the day I got done with wrestling in college. I and I I'd probably been on them uh, maybe a half a dozen times. In but when I go to the doctor, there there's always that thing like oh, you got to get on the scale. I'm like no, I'm, I'm not doing it. You know, You're like, I, I need <laughs> a I, I need a sauna suit. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you put it on, where yeah. where did you wrestle? In co- I know I should have read your intro, but oh, at uh, Missouri, yeah, University of Missouri, yeah. So, um, I, yeah. I, I my first year I went to the military academy, and but I only I I, uh, I was a quitter, John. I only lasted a, a year at the military academy. But, right, uh, that's okay. Look, look yeah. how you turned out. Do you think um, I'm such? I think about my wrestling days all the time, and. Uh, I, I've told this this the story on the podcast before, but but no one cares. People just want to listen to, to Reap, who, by the way, has his own podcast, people. That's why I talk more than John when he's here, because he has a full podcast called Country-ish, where he talks the entire time. Then he comes on this one and kind of just likes the slower approach. Sorry. Guy's got a, a podcast and a half, does he? 
Yeah. 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 He, he's got his fans love him and they get mad when I talk. Uh, so they're hating this one. We're, we're getting so many one stars and it has nothing to do with you, Greg. So I like, I love, I think about my wrestling time when I was a, a kid all the time. Cause it, I, I think it definitely um, shaped me as an adult. Either, like in the sense of one, I never had to lose weight. I wrestled one Oh five. Um, even I think in 11th, no, 11th grade, I was 112 just to show you how little I was. Yeah. I was like 112 and I couldn't, couldn't imagine being 126 because those kids were monsters, right? Like I couldn't even imagine. And if you were past 145, you, you were a different human being to me. Um, but I remember wrestling a kid, I, winning or losing, I don't even remember, but the kid did, did a, just, just something stupid where I gave up. Right. Like I, I was, I easily all, I could have got out of it and I, and I got stuck. Right. And I got on the bus and Mr. James came and he sat next to me screaming. He just, well, screaming. That's what I think in my head, but he wasn't a screamer. He just goes, you quit Efron, you quit. <laughs> And then he's this th- sat there. He's like, why do you quit? Why you, you know? And then he had had a, like, so I never figured that out, but I remember my first tonight show, um, I'm sitting backstage and they have this, like the, the set looks really nice, but behind it looks super shitty. And there's a little hole that you can kind of peek out and see the audience. And I did my set a billion times. I was just like, this is, you know, I got this, this stuff. And then I started, like getting dry mouth and I started all the things when I was about to walk out there. And I literally thought about Mr. Jane's right. Like you quit Heffron popped into my head right before that. And then I had this quick moment of I'm an adult. This this is stupid. And then I went out there with literally almost no nerves. Oh, that's great. So, So I think I needed to get my ass kicked like in all those times in high school. And I apologize for whoever wrestled after me. Cause you knew, that you had to take your sweats off pretty quick. I think that, you know. <laughs> yeah, I man, I my uh coach in college, this guy Wes Roper, I, it was like our freshman year. We had to wrestle northern Iowa. And uh I was a I was a freshman, I was overmatched. This guy was good. I still remember the guy's name is Pat Hogan, I think. And uh it was at Northern Iowa had a big uh fan base and they you know, it was in this small gym and they had like a light, you know, they turn all the lights off and this light came down over the mat. And, uh, I just started, I, I just ran out of gas about middle of the second period. And I, I was basically laying on the mat and stalling is a thing in wrestling, uh, for people watching is basically like, basically you're not making an effort to advance. You're just completely climbing up and being defensive and they'll hit you for like a point. And then if you do it again, it's like another point, And then it's another point. I think they hit me like four times and the uh, the ref at the time was like getting laughs from the audience, like he's a Def Jam comedian. He just goes, uh, he goes, uh, "Are you okay down there, son?" And the place is just laughing at at me. And my coach, man, he never, never let me forget that. I mean, I was good. Like you know, my senior year, I was I was really good. And I mean, I'd have one bad practice. Warren, that reminds me when you laid down at Northern Iowa. <laughs> I, it's just when you said you, you thought of that guy sitting next to the bus. I mean, I just, it's in my head all the time. Uh, yeah. I've always said like, if, if I, I never got married, but if I did, I think when they, does anybody want to speak their piece? 
I remember when he laid down in Northern Iowa. Wouldn't it be great? Like, uh, because, and I'll show you a video in in a second. My nephew, who's in first grade, started wrestling. Oh, yeah. uh, and I coached, so I was a way better coach than I was a wrestler. Yeah. Because I knew, because again, it was a mental thing and I didn't know right, how to. Right. So when I was in college, I coached K through fifth grade. Oh, and that's then we great. did, then we did junior high for a couple years. Cause I think you got paid like a buck or two to, if you coach the whole season, but loved yeah. it. And then yeah. those kids went on to do really well. So I didn't, oh, they didn't man. get any of my horribleness. Um, just because I was a better, I just, I just choked, which is actually what your key. I, I just choked every time it was important for some yeah, reason. I, I think put, that's, uh, it's probably some, I, I think people know it's probably some form of OCD, you know, where, you know, I, I think I know I had OCD and it really manifested itself when I was wrestling. I just would think about, you know, I, it happened. You reminded me like TV sets. I'll be like, I've done the thing a million times and early in my career, I'd be like, I'm going to forget half these words or I'm going to, I'm going to forget it. Yeah. No, you're not. And if you do, who cares? Just be, don't be a robot, be a human being. But man, I have second guessed myself out of more, more TV sets. It's, it's uh funny with, with little Graham, who's not little uh, Graham, who's, who's in first grade. You don't know what to tell him. Cause it, cause I think if you go to any of those meets, uh, we're going to talk wrestling for a little bit, uh, everybody who's watching. If you go to like a, a, a kid's freestyle meet, the, the parents are are horrific in yeah. the dumb shit that they're yelling for their kids to do. I would say if you have a kid that's wrestling, one of your your best things you can do is watch. Yeah, shut up. S- support the, the concession stand, eat your hot dog and your popcorn. Because one, your kid can't hear you. Yeah. You can't, you can't, cause he's, he's in, you know, his ears are stuck in between somebody's armpits or, you know, one, one ear is, you know, slammed against the mat, but parents yell some of the dumbest things when their kids are getting like, like get out of there. Oh, really mom? Yeah. <laughs> that, that wasn't my plan. I didn't know I'm supposed to get out of this situation where my knee yeah. is touching my nose. Right. I'm supposed to get, I wouldn't know that. I didn't know. Please tell me. Yeah. more of what I'm supposed to do. Um, so when, when I talked to Graham, I just, you know, let him be, although I did get him a cool wrestling dummy for Christmas. Uh, I was just trying to explain to him cause he's in first grade, but it's right. That I was like, just don't, don't fish on your back. All your kids, your age, they're going to flop. And yeah. if somebody is pinning you, just don't let them pin you. Like, all you have to think is just get back to your stomach. No kid is going to is knows enough to to stop you from doing that. If you just think there's no way. And then I saw this, Alan, if you're I saw this clip uh, from a wrestling movie that I was like, this should be just your philosophy of life. Uh, Alan, do you have that clip? This is what I was trying to explain gr- to Graham, but in in better terms. Shut up, right? Kyle, show the guys what you did. Kind of my own thing. Well, can you share it with us? But it's not even a move or anything. It's okay. All right. Well, I just tell myself that the guy on top's trying to take my head and shove it underwater and kill me. And if I don't want to die on bottom, I have to do whatever the fuck it takes to get out. 
Okay. So the move is whatever the fuck it takes, let's go. Let's work on it. Whatever the fuck it takes, let's go, gentlemen. Up. Come on, guys. <laughs> that, movie is, that movie is so those guys are such good actors man that's an awesome movie that kid right? was uh that kid i think was a jersey state champ actually the main actor in, in that yeah. movie um, um but I, I was trying to explain to Graham like that that's all all you got to do if the kid's pinning you just just stop like just literally turn to your but i also i have video of him in it how uh when i sent it to alan uh, to play for us, it got it gets distorted. So when you watch it, the video is going to be weird. Um, Graham will be uh, I don't even know how to spell when he when he shows the video. Um, I can't talk over, but you'll see Graham. I just want to show you. Just watch the first two. That's all. They're they're four seconds long. Okay, Alan, play the first one. All right, so a couple things to say. The last video, do you see the little cheap move he did? Shook the kid's hand and shot in almost immediately. <laughs> right? Like nobody, but do you see how aggressive he was? The, the, I know the video was that's kind great, of great. No, it was fantastic. He was in on him. Yeah. That's, that's like, like he, he, go ahead. Oh, I mean, that, for a kid that age, that's if, if they're aggressive, that's 99% of it. 99, uh, nine point. Like, so when you watch it, you kind of want to go, well, do I give him notes? Why do you get it? But he's like shot in for that double leg and wasn't, that's all he thought. Well, he, that yeah. kid had no, that, that kid had no chance of getting out of that. No, the kid, he was on him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't tell him anything other than, uh, you know, have fun. Uh, you just, for the first, uh, I listened to Ben Asker and he's a friend of mine. He's a, you know, MMA fighter, but he's more now he's a wrestling coach. He's been one for a long time. And his theory is like the first four or five years, the only thing we really need to do is just make sure they come to the next, come back, you know, just make sure they oh, that's interesting. enjoy it. Like, don't worry so much about winning or losing, just make sure they come back. Cause if they're good, they'll figure that out. Um, mm, you know, okay. show them some technique and, and from, yeah, that kid obviously has, has some, some talent and he's like, uh, he's not afraid to get after it. That's uh I know. Well, I'm I'm responsible for taking him to his next tournament, right? And he's come second. He he's done two tournaments. He's come second in two. So that's like, great. Oh, 
I'm going to be the guy who gives him his first medal. I'm that guy all of a sudden. I don't have kids. So I'm a little bit yeah, more like, this is like little kid fights to me. Like I have no, right? Like, yeah, I've got a nephew that's get, getting close. Uh, but when you yeah. see that, I like, I want to tell him like, Hey, like take your head and put it inside and like use your head. But I think it's too much. I think that's yeah. good advice. What you said is just yeah, get them coming back. And, uh, cause they yeah, cry. When when you when they're that age, if a kid's a little too like too tough on them or whatever, the little they're they're little kids. They're first grade. They they cry if somebody squeezes them a little too tight and stuff. So you don't want to be you don't want to pretend like it's three hundred where you're just like toughen up, kid. Like yeah. and that's what a lot of parents yell. You forget that they're it's you know yeah, they're not getting their wallets taken. <laughs> it was when you said. Uh, you showed that clip of win-win. It was funny because, you know, they, he says like, uh, you know, I just imagine the guy is holding me underwater. Oh, our coach used to say that to us when I was in college. And he, I think I think too much maybe for a wrestler when I was in college, but he was like, uh, just imagine the guy is holding your head underwater. And if he was doing that, you would find a way to get out. And I remember thinking, I don't know if I would, man. Like, like, <laughs> like, right? yeah. I'd be like, ah. I think maybe I drown. I'm, I'm tired. Like, uh, yeah, that's yeah. I, I I did that as a wrestler a million times. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm not gonna, you know, the the team will pick up the points later on in the in the lineup. So how is that though? So if you take all that type of stuff to what we do now as yeah. as comics, right? So for some reason, I I folded under pressure from you know, ninth grade through 12th, but then I chose a career that literally puts me in that type of pressure almost on a nightly basis. Yeah. Where I don't know if I'm chasing deep, but like how, how do you think that you've overcome it, any of that or what advice do you know what I'm trying to say? If I, if I, yeah, were to... I mean, I think, um, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Do for a comedy, it's just do it a bunch of times, and obviously, you know, after a Have while, fun. you yeah, almost it, use the same theory that you would give first grader wrestlers to like to new stand ups. Have yeah. fun, just keep going, yeah, Back. just keep for, doing it, and it's fun. And you at some point, you get competent, and you know, I don't think I ever get nervous. Unless it's like a a TV thing where it's like you can only you, you only have this five minutes to make it work, you know. But if it's if you and I are going to do an hour on a show tomorrow night, I kind of go in now going like I know a billion tricks. If this is going to go bad, it was yeah. going to go bad anyway. Like there was there was no way that I was going to save. It. Like I know too many tricks now to to get them in an hour. That if they if I don't get them, well then. Uh, this thing was predestined a long time ago for me to eat it. And they, and I do eat it every now and then. <laughs> what do you uh, feel like when you're eating it now? Cause I had a show recently and, and I blame it on a little bit of ring rust in the sense of because of COVID. Yeah. I and mean, I used to do 35 weeks a year for 30. Yeah. Right. So I was just yeah, every yeah, week I, I was doing 10 hours on stage every single. And, and then now it, it just, you know, sporadic. Um, and then I would do, I mean, kind of before COVID, I would do a billion corporate events was kind yeah. of my thing. That yeah. was kind of the lane I was in. And then I would do clubs just to kind of work on material that I would do at the corporate stuff. Um, but I was in a, I was in Cleveland at Hilarity's uh, 
maybe a week ago or whenever it blends together where I had a table that was, that was difficult. Yeah. They were hecklers, but it was, uh, maybe it was ring rust, but it was, it was the kind of the heckling where it wasn't coming from a place that the hecklers were just trying to be funny. It was confrontational. Yeah. 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 I got to tell you, John, I, you know, I've, I've seen you enough and I, and I hear you all the time on the radio. Like I have a hunch that, uh, it wasn't ring rust. I have a hunch that it, that, that was going to happen that night, man. Cause you're, you're too good. Like it's just, it's in you. I have a feeling like there's some people that there's a table. If somebody wants to ruin a comedy show, they can, yeah. that that's the thing. No matter. It's like, well, you're just not good enough to handle it. No, if they want to completely ruin it yeah. and they don't throw, they can ruin a comedy show. Yeah. yeah I, 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 told, I told, you didn't I have, told, I told, I the, this story just to let I, I won't retell the story but just to let you know the woman who was part of the group uh, I don't know how old she was she she's probably 30 something but she looked 60 um you know like so she had a choice do, do I wear my Marlboro jacket that I got free with points or do I put on a stained Eeyore sweatshirt and I have a theory if you're a grown woman and you're wearing clothes from the Disney store there, there's gonna be <laughs> There's going to be some difficulties. I thought I thought an Eeyore sweatshirt was like code for something that I didn't know. She actually had a sweatshirt had a with sweatshirt. Eeyore on. Just Eeyore stained. You know, you know exactly the right. Like it's not even uh, the like the pre anyway. So they were just tools. But I just remember being in that pocket where before I was always just trying to please the audience and try to keep the show together. Yeah. But, but just my level of give a f- kind of fucks were I literally would just stop and let silence and I would just stare. And instead of trying to be all the like trick guy, which yeah. I had this weird moment where I, I looked at the crowd. I'm like, you guys aren't comfortable with silence. Sorry. You, you don't know what, what it's, it's uncomfortable. I go, maybe this is the new way to is not saying anything. And yeah. then that table literally would just start talking to each other. And then so yeah. the whole place was silent. Yeah. And then they, I was talking so far over their head or they couldn't even, I was just like, man, you know, I never had kids, but I looked at them like, you probably have five of them that are just breeding you and that's going to get passed down. Oh, you think, to- man, when, when somebody is, uh, uh, oh. uh, heckling or they're talking to the show, my mind thinks the, the worst things about those people. I mean, and, and it's, it's, thank God. And I do say them out loud sometimes and I regret it, but yeah, most of the time I don't, but like, I just, I immediately, they are my enemies for life. It's it's not fair, but, uh, man, I was doing a show, uh, Saturday night. It's, it, you just reminded me of that Disney Eeyore sweatshirt, <laughs> this guy, he wasn't, he was actually a really good guy. He was in the front row, but he, he, he had on like a Kennedy center sweatshirt and a Kennedy center hat. Oh, you know, and I was, and I was like the Kennedy space center, you know, like the Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he said something, he was really nice guy. He was really, really cool guy. And he wasn't interrupting the show or anything, but, uh, I was talking to him and it was just like, sir, you, did you go, when did you go? Like, if you went yesterday, I get it. You're still excited. He was like, Oh yeah, I just went. I was like, when he goes August. I was like, no, man, you, you can't wear, if it was just a sweatshirt or just a hat, I'm like, okay, man, but the, you're a Kennedy Senator, like fanatic at the, at a show six months later. Uh, and then there was a girl in the front row 
who was uh, stunning. This girl was stunning. And uh, she was on something, man. I don't know what it was. I don't know much about drugs. But she, I, I was trying to like let it go because she wasn't that disturbing. But her and this guy, I'm, I'm 30 minutes in and I'm just finally everybody's like watching. I go, all right, guys, there's a live sex show going on in the front row. And I need you to just go ahead and call attention to it. Like this, yeah. this is happening. There, there is a I, live sex show. I've uh, seen that where and that almost bugs me more than um, hecklers where for some reason there, there's a, a certain type of, of person where they they're on a date and they're in the front row where they, they make out a lot. They kiss each, they do just annoying shit. This girl and was everything, like, man. It was, it was insane. And you know, I've had was people, attractive again. So I was like hard not to yeah. watch. And then, <laughs> and everybody from the, whatever side, the other side of the room, left side is all keyed in on that. Food to it. They want to see so, how I'm going to handle it. You know, So you, yeah, I've, I've had people come up to me after shows going, Hey, you know, we just took ecstasy or they would yeah. say we took mushroom. I'm like, why would you go to yeah, a place yeah. where your job is to sit quietly and just watch somebody talk. I can't think of a, a bigger hell on yeah. any drug that yeah. that was what you were doing. I had, I'm, I'm so naive when it comes to the drug culture, but I was like, Hey man, I think she's on something. I've learned enough from people being like that. That wasn't booze. And this nurse just walked by uh, this lady just walked by as I'm saying that she goes, I'm a nurse. It's Molly. Trust me. It's Molly. I've seen, you know, she was like this, but you know, like, it's Molly. I know it's Molly. I can tell you for sure it's Molly. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, good. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It was. I've uh, had like the the biggest like that type of hecklers I got. I was in at Comedy Works in Denver, which I'm at, and, and at the end of this month, um, you're at the, the, the group the of people, one, right? Yeah, the yeah the yuppie one. Yeah, I heard um, you talking about the place is uh, insanely nice. That area so good, just yeah. Wendy and everything. Um, oh. They uh, they were in the in, right next to me at the Comedy Works downtown Denver. You almost have a table of people on stage with you, like they're on to the yeah. right. There's yeah, a table yeah. that yeah. is right on stage. It's yeah. the, it's um, and there's people that were just obnoxious as as, as everything. And I started talking to them and their big claim to fame was that they were all swingers. They're like, we're all swingers. And I was so mad. I'm like, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Literally, here's the deal. Here's like, and I I was telling them, I go, here's the deal with me. I don't care about your sexuality in a sense of I wouldn't judge it. I don't, but I literally don't care. So that means I don't need to hear whatever it is. If you're a guy that bangs a lot of chicks, I don't need to hear it. If you're like that, that's on you. So you don't get extra. I don't care that you guys are, are swingers. And, and I go, and you look different than all the, the porn I've seen. Cause you all are kind of ugly. Like, so I've I never have, seen my- an attractive, uh, <laughs> never seen one. So never, not, not one. Yeah. <laughs> so then I've never the seen guy- one that's not like, no, really it's- under t- 40 either you know it's like yeah whatever perception you have is when your parents got hbo cinemax and you're judging it yeah. from when you were like 18 and, and then the guy stood up and then he wanted to get right because now yeah i literally called uh, everybody ugly and so i make fun of the woman in eeyore at disney stores right so that to me is a sign on how you're gonna be this guy had a dress shirt with his cuff link or cuffs 
or not cu- yeah his cuffs folded mm. and it had a bunch of designs and Pattern. that's also yeah, yeah. a look yeah like if you're a 50 one. year old plus guy and your cuffs when you fold them out have a different design than the rest of the shirt you're you're tight to me Dan John I gotta tell right? you man I bought some shirts oh, at Johnston and I Murphy some, and I didn't yes. know they I didn't know they had the thing man and I said I folded the cuffs up I'm like oh shit uh, now yeah. I'm that. Now I'm John- a cup guy, man. Dude, Johnson Murphy gets you because every time I'm running through the airport, I'm like, I got a piss. I want a Cinnabon, but look at that shirt. Or they have a deal on shoes. Yeah, they got. That's- yeah, they got some good stuff, man. Well, but that, I know. I can't be that cuff guy, man. I know exactly what you're saying. I, I can't be that guy. I think you got to be kind of tall to be that. The got to be the cuff guy, but the guy who wears the dress shirts with the cuffs. I'm also gonna go. You have jeans on from the buckle. <laughs> so the buckle you have jeans from the buckle which means there's going to be a french I, I don't know what that design is it's like a fleur de lis to fleur de lis on your yeah you have shit on your back pockets and i'm yeah. just from I, I know i have a backwards hat and this i i get it i you can pick me out wrong all day but i don't wear anything on the on my jean back pockets there's uh, no design yeah, no There's design. Not. Yeah. yeah. It's it's I, I quote Run DMC Calvin Klein's no friend of mine. Don't want nobody's name on my behind. Like <laughs> there's nothing. So I uh, know, but those dudes wear that. And then if you go all the way down to their feet, they have slip-on dress shoes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so Man, you, I, I think I I tried that for a little while and it's just I have to, dude. You're gonna be able to find me in all of this stuff. I there's a on my Wikipedia page, which I don't know how to I don't know, like, I don't know how to change the bio. I don't nothing. I'm wearing an affliction shirt, so I can't say shit. (laughs) I can't say nothing about anybody. There's a shirt with me with the exact logo that I just told you. I hate when guys wear jeans like that, that I judge you. I'm wearing that exact shirt. Yeah, yeah. We're all hypocritical. Yeah, sure. We all. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so do you think as, um, just your age, uh, with your wrestling background, if you were to get in a scrap with, not that you're a scrap guy, not like putting this out there, you wouldn't. Do you think you would have a go-to move that you probably wouldn't even, if I asked you this question, wouldn't even be able to tell me that it's just somewhere in your subconscious. Yeah, man. You think at your age now, would you tie up with the guy? No. Would you shoot in? Would you bring him closer? Would you arm drag him? into you because the arm drag I, i'm a, such a huge fan yeah it's a great move um, With the, um what what do you think well I, if you don't mind i'll tell you a quick story okay uh, yeah yeah so i had i uh was living in new york um uh for about four years and this i, I moved there when i was like 43 or something so it was 10 years ago and uh you know i was kind of an old age to be moving to New York, but I was, I was out walking one day in the East village and it, that'll say you something right there. Like I was walking, I was getting my, on my walk as a, a right. elderly man. And, uh, uh, this like crazy guy just goes, uh, what are you looking at? And I was like, uh, it's nothing. You know, I, I just kind of ignored him, you know? And, uh, and then he like, uh, I went about another 10, 10 yards and he goes, Hey man, what are you looking at? And I turned around and I said like, nothing, buddy, you know, go. You know, I said something I probably shouldn't have, but, uh, so, I, you know, he sprints up and, uh, 
and just jacks me right in the face, man. Just like punches just, right close in the face. Fist. Yeah, close fist, like a right to the face. And for about three seconds, you know, when you're in the city and you and you haven't lived there for long, there is sort of this feeling of helplessness that I don't know. I don't know why it's in me. I mean, so for about three seconds, I was like, I don't know what I should do. I, you know, I haven't done this in a long time. Uh, right. And, uh, you know, and then like it kicked in. I'm like, what are you talking about? I mean, you literally practice fighting every day for, for 20 years. So, and I right. just reflexively, man, I shot uh, a single leg to like the right side, uh, sort of yeah. an outside single to the right side. Um, and, uh, you know, I got it right here. And he just, he just, he just went right down. Like, uh, yeah. he, he sucked, John, this guy would not have, would not have made it past districts. Like he was, right, uh, right, he, yeah. he, he wasn't good. And then I was on top of him and I'm like, you know, thinking I'm going to kill him. And then I realized this is a heroin addict that has no idea where he is. <laughs> like this guy, right. this guy, he had one punch and it wasn't a bad punch, but everything, every bit of energy he had over the last seven years was put into that punch. And after then he was just like, like, like lethargic. And then I yeah. realize I'm, I'm beating up on a heroin addict. And so I, I stop and I'm, I'm like, just go, man, just get out of here or something. And this dude, uh, nobody says anything. It's like, you know, it's New York city. Nobody yeah. give, cares at all. I mean, right. you could, people are walking by like, Oh yeah, it looks like uh, Larry's losing today. You know, like uh, <laughs> nothing, man. <laughs> There's like, we go into, we go like up against this deli and I can see these two guys, these two Chinese guys that own the deli like talking to each other, it, it almost looked like they were betting on the fight, you know? Right. Like uh, you're on the yeah. show bum fight or yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, I pick a yeah. uh, crazy guy. Number two, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, finally, nobody says anything except this one dude walks up. He goes, yo dog. He goes, uh, he has a cell phone. He's, he's, he's taping it. You know, he goes, why he hit you? Why he hit you? I'm like, he's crazy, man. He's crazy. He goes, uh, you a champ dog. You a champ, man. You a champ. <laughs> and I, and I just left. Uh, and I, uh, I was like, I was like completely dumbfounded. I mean, I grew up in the suburbs. So like that stuff, yeah. just, if that happened, it would be on the news. And I called like a couple of people. I called like, uh, one of my, I called my brother who lived in New Jersey at the time. He's like, uh, just the East coast, man. I'm like the, the East coast. He goes, yeah, it's just gonna, that stuff's going to happen. And then I called Mike Vecchione, who's a, a great comic and a buddy of mine and also used to wrestle. And he was like, uh, he was, yeah, he was, he was like, yeah, man, he, he'd been in New York for a while. He loved it. And then another one of my buddies like, dude, you got to get that, 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 that video, man. That's going to be, uh, that's going to, you're going to, you're going to break. Cause that video, this is, is going to be your break. I'm like, no, dude, I, I did a comedy central special. I saw it, dude. It was just okay, man. This video is yeah. what's going to break you, man. This is the thing. Yeah, Dick, you're yeah. double A too. <laughs> I yeah. had, um, I'm looking right now. Oh, is it not in here? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Um, so I had something. I never not have these. Dude, I know this isn't great. Okay. I have it. Oh, and I just yeah, jumped, jumped everything. So I had a story. So my little story like that is, and I'll share this with the audience. Can I get in trouble? I can't get in trouble for anything. So do you see this? Yeah. What is okay. it? It's a pen? It's a pen. Yeah. It's a pen. That's all. For I'm going to refer to it as my pen. It's a pen. Okay. I'm a writer. So you see the this end, 
right? You put pens and jeans, and then this end will stand out there, yeah. right? Because your thing. But you notice this part is glass break. So I literally have practiced with this in this hand where we, we hit ribs and we go. and I Oh, yeah, you do the like MMA this, stuff, right? And I'll go. It's from my old Krav days where it's just you can hold it, you can defend yourself, and then it'll get you. It adds, I always say it adds 50 pounds to you. Wow. It's not strong enough, but I have it on on stage usually with me, and it's very hideable, right? So I'm walking in Philly. You could have leveled that chick in the you don't even need the pen. Yeah, I don't even need the pen. So, so I was walking, I was at Helium in Philly. This was years and years and years ago. You have to, you have like a five or six block gauntlet, kind of. If you're walking late at night, it, it gets a little, because there's no buildings. Like everything's closed. And this was even pre, now, this is pre-pandemic. There were still, all the buildings were kind of boarded up. And so you did a thing. So I was walking and it was just me and there were two gentlemen were across the street and I kind of just looked and no big deal, but I pulled this out and I had this, I'm going to stand ahead. I was walking like this, right? So I already have it here. If, if, if I got in trouble, if anybody was in front of me, I just figured the thing, but I'm just walking home. It was cold. They crossed the street and there's no reason to cross the street. There was nothing you're not buying. There's no, there's nothing open. There's no right. reason where you're like, we need to cross here. Right. Jaywalking and stuff. So then my heart started going and I'm just like, Oh man, I'm, this is it. Right. So then they're coming at me and they're both a hundred times bigger than me. And I was like, I'm ugh. right <laughs> now. Do I gotta, so I have this and I'm like this dumb little pen, I, you know, I'm going to be, but I'm going to, I'm not. So my heart's racing. And I literally have no spit in my mouth. It's just everything's dry. And my heart's to the point where I'm like, I'm going to have a heart attack even before they get to me. So I cross the street, right? Because that's also a move people forget about is just literally getting off the X and leaving the situation is also very helpful. So I cross the street, right? So I don't care if they're going to yell anything at me. It's, It's my safety over your feelings. That's how I run life. So I walk across the street. And walk a little bit more, and they cross again. Oh, now it's, yeah. So, oh so, so now yeah. we're doing a zigzag thing. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is, so do I speed up? Because you kind of see the lights, but we're in, the, in this no man's land. So they ended, ended up, at, like pride or whatever kicks in, where I'm like, I'm not crossing, I'm not running. I'm just going to walk. They end up crossing and are walking straight towards me. So I'm like, mother, they don't even, right? So I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, well, that, that one credit card's max. So when they try to use that one first, they're going to get jammed. <laughs> right? You're, I'm, I'm you're like, three steps in after they beat my ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they got up to me and I had a sheer f- fear. I don't even know that this wasn't a battle plan. Right? So I've, I, I did... I don't know anything about anything, but I was in Krav for Krav Maga for a long time. I wrestled, but there was too many. There were two of them. Nothing. I was just here. Here's my wallet. But when they got to me, all I touched my ear, and I went, "They're good." That's all I said. I go, "They're good." And then they both looked, and I go, "They're fine." I go, "Gentlemen, not the place to be, be right now." That's all I say. I go, "They're good, gentlemen. Not the place to be right now." 
And <laughs> what happened was, and I just kept walking. I just literally walked. I just kept walking in my hair. Like if you see my hair and it might squeak, right? It like, I look like a undercover cop. My hair is, is short. I look like, why would he be on this corner anyway? I look like a cop and I just walked. And uh, I got a little way and I kind of like looked back and nobody was following me. And what, what I accidentally did to them was there's a this thing called a pattern interrupt where if people have a script in their head of what's going to happen, I'm going to do this, this and this. And they run that play in their head. So if somebody's going to grab your purse, they're watching you and they're thinking, I'm, I'm going to grab her purse. I'm going to get out of the car. I'm going to walk over there. She's going to be nervous. I'm going to grab the purse. They have, the, they have the script already written. Yeah. But when you pattern interrupt and do something that's not part of the script, it throws people in them. So if I ask you a question, what was the name of your elephant? And then I kept talking like this, your brain cannot not answer a question. Right. So if you lob a question to somebody, even if it it means nothing, your brain will try to find that answer. Look how dumb I look with my hair, my hat like this. Uh, your your brain will try to answer that question. So I do that at comedy clubs. If the audience is weird with Eeyore chick uh, woman, I did do this. I will look at the crowd and I'll go, do you guys smell burnt popcorn? No matter what, let's say I, I need the mood to change and I want to move on. I always go, do you guys smell burnt popcorn? <laughs> Everybody, no matter what I was talking about, if I was yelling at a heckler or there was a thing, everybody forgets what just happened. And literally, <laughs> you see nostrils going like that. And I go, oh, that's weird. And then I move on to the very next thing, because what it does, it's very it's, strategic, man. It snaps you out of that thing. So, like, if you go to a McDonald's and you know how they're always like, for the life of me, I can't get a hamburger with ketchup only. It's impossible. It's for some reason, there's always cheese and they go, well, you didn't, you didn't want cheese. It's a thing. Yeah. So if I no, don't I, feel, yeah, if I don't feel somebody's paying attention, um, I always like, like at McDonald's or something like, I'll say just a weird question. I'm like, you guys have showers? And when they go, <laughs> what? What the fuck? Then you have their brain because you This snap. is great, man. I, I can use that. Yeah, that's really well, good. I, I'm going to, I'm going to fix my head. So, my wait, buddy wait minute, who this- used to do mental, uh, Andy Murphy used to, to help a lot of MMA fighters. He would show them that trick. So if, if they had somebody in a clinch and they're, you're holding and right, you're as, let's say I'm fighting you, Greg, and I'm holding and you like, I'm holding you in your brain. I'm like, well, I need them to move this way. Then I'm going to throw a knee or I'm going to shoot in on them. I have to pattern interrupt your thinking. So like when I have your ear, I could go, have you pet, have you pet my cats? <laughs> right. Even if you're thinking, I, I want to kill John, you're going to yeah. think for at least a second, yeah. what the fuck, cats? What, what are you talking? And then that's when you can then, you know what I mean, like like do something. So I completely. So these guys, what happened when you did the uh, the uh, Secret Service thing, man? They, they didn't know. They, they literally, they're like, why is this dude who looks like a, a horrible guy on the wire? Like the first guy who would be killed <laughs> on the wire. Why is he on this random street corner in Philly? And I just kept walking. Yeah, you like, uh, what, Presbolewski, the guy. Well, uh, my friend Kevin Lewis, like he always told me, like he he does these seminars called Get Off the X, which is, you know, the X is the the 
the bad point. I've heard, of, I've heard of that guy. Yeah. So what I do, what I do is I just kept walking and instead of just kind of stopping and then walking, I just kept walking and go, yeah. they're fine. They're fellas, not a good. And they had to process that. And the, that was enough time, you know, for them, which I want to start, like, I think for security reasons, I want to start selling. And I just now thought of this, like fake earpieces that, so you see the wire yeah. go from your ear but like really like old phone phone wire that goes yeah. down. Yeah. The twirly thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 So they just go, what, what that's enough of a visual cue to confuse somebody to go. I don't, they're talking to somebody. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. Man, I was scared that's... though. I got, and then, then I made it to uh, like the corner where there was like some bars or, or some, like there was enough people where I was, I just needed like one block. That's, that's great. I, yeah. The only other time that happened, um, I was in Washington, DC where John Reap is, um, John Reap is in Washington, DC 21st to the 20 something John Reap comedy loft. Uh, when I was walking, I was at the improv and I walked across the street and there was like a, a donut place. And I, so I had like a box that had maybe three donuts in it. I was going to take back to my room and these guys came towards me and one dude was like six, four and the other dude was, was seven, 10. And the other guy was whatever the dude snatched the donuts from my hand. And I just looked and and I had a moment of like, this is what it's like just being in the woods. If you're a smaller animal, he gets the donuts. It was one <laughs> of those things. No pen, no fake trickery. No all, double. All one was the donuts though. Just took it. And he said something like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, nothing there. You know, you win. <laughs> I'm 140. I'm 150 pounds. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's COVID now. I'm like up to 180 some. But uh, yeah, that's funny. Wow. Um, those were random. So uh, I, don't forget our sponsors is uh, Crazy Tack Pen and my fake earpiece. And Greg, I've never heard have of the a, pen, man. What? I've never heard of the pen. Dude, it's, uh, pen? You got to get dang, the pen. What yeah. Do you think? It makes it to TSA. Like this is just in my computer bag. Cause it's not, it's not a knife and right. I can, I can sit there with my thumb all day long, but it's man, just enough. Here. Have you ever hit, hit anybody in practice with it? Uh, we used to get ribs. We used to get a thing of ribs and hang them. Oh, really? Like Rocky? You, yeah. And then you would stick them. So you'd go and you would do stuff. It's like a shank, like you'd practice and like hit bone, but you'd be able to literally physically put it through something. Kramagaz, uh, that's the Israeli army stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, mean, I was in a hundred years ago when I was younger, but it was fun, wow. you know. So, so where are you? Let's talk about uh, let's uh, hey, you guys smoke burnt popcorn. Um, <laughs> yeah, and did you have you're a very strategic that- thinker? I, 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 I'm much too reactive. I don't, I never, I would have never thought to do something like that. Uh, I'm going to look at the comments, but we don't even really have that many, which means I don't reply to Brenda. Hey, uh, yeah. Everybody on the comments is just everybody. Where's John? That's all. That's all they're saying. Not, Oh, this is a cool random episode where John Heffern gets the run. Thanks. There's not that. It's yeah. A, Sorry Reap? guys. You want to see where Reap is? Go to John Reap.com. He's at oh, uh, comedy loft. Then he's at the funny bone, Albany. Kansas City Improv. I think that's the one that's got like an 80s arcade next to it. If you live in yeah. Kansas City, there's Richmond, Virginia. Um, 
Liberty Township Funny Bone. I'm so I'm that's I'm a good one, two, man. That's a, it's Cincinnati. two hours in these places. Yeah. yeah, I like that one way better than the City Walk uh, Funny Bone. I like the only thing I don't like about the Liberty Funny Bone in Liberty Township, Ohio, is there's no cell reception because you go in the basement. So oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. Yeah. Um. So what else is going on with uh? Uh, let me look at you. Let me tell people where you are, dude. Uh, you think they care? I don't know. They're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna make them care. At the uh, January twentieth, uh, you are at. I like to have music on when I do this. You want to see Greg Warren? Yes, you do. Listen, we're starting to start a comedy coalition. Um, you should. He's a good guy. His stand-up's hilarious. You were literally just on, I think, last year's on on, uh, on uh, Sirius XM. I heard you. Oh, good. Matter of fact, I'll show you the picture to show you that I'm not bullshitting you. Um, but uh, you are at uh, Spokane, Washington at Spokane Comedy Club, January 20th, 21st, and 22nd. John, uh, you know the uh, significance of, of Spokane, Washington, uh, with this uh, this podcast. Uh, that's where Vision Quest takes place. Spokane, Washington. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, I've never been I, there. Uh, I was so. trying to get uh, a buddy of mine on, Tom Frank, who I think I'm one of my old podcasts. We broke down Vision Quest, by the way, and he he was a wrestler. He was he wrestled in um, Boston. He broke down the scoring. Uh, vision quest uh and how off it was that loud like like loud actually lost the match because he should have got like there was a technical but he just broke it down and, and it was so again shoot man, it was so good score didn't matter he pin shoot didn't he he pin shoot oh um yeah, your buddy's wrong, man. He he pinched you. I would. I don't remember the notes, but there's some some. There could have wrong, been some scoring errors. That's that's, there's that's some, genius. There's some scoring. I I think the one before he he wrestled shoot. Then whatever okay. the scoring of the thing, I think the guy got either ex- escaped and they gave him two points for the escape. There's a scoring mess up that should have ended the whole thing. Yeah. Just like Larusso wasn't a black belt. He shouldn't have been in that tournament. Oh, is that it? Were you supposed to be a black belt to be in that tournament? I think to be in the All Valley. Uh, I got you. He wasn't yeah. a black belt. Like nobody, nobody cares. Yeah, I, hope they see what, I hope they don't go back and strip him of the uh, title. I think they should. Uh, uh, you're at the Dayton, Ohio Funny Bone uh, in February. Yeah. The place is still, can I ask you this question? Not being shitty. Yeah. yeah, I'm a little mad at most of the Funny Bones right now, but I'm not being crappy. I didn't know that place is still open. Yeah, well, it wasn't. Okay. Um, until just recently, it it, it stayed closed uh, during most of COVID and after COVID. It was like the last one in the chain to reopen. So, so I that my my feeling towards the Dayton Funny Bone, which is a great great place. I don't know who's managing it now or anything like that, but everybody was always cool. But I have a weird thing with Dayton, and you are there uh, the eleventh through twelfth. So I got Bell's palsy. Uh, a couple of years ago. So I just I lost. remember hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah. So my whole face was paralyzed and da, 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 da. I had a new year's date. So I got Bell's palsy over like Christmas. I had a new year's date at Dayton and nobody wanted me to cancel it, but I was literally like my lips were like this. Right. Wow. So I do the date and I tell everybody, whoever's featuring, I'm like, you have to do like 40 minutes. This was new year's Eve. I'm going to go up for, I don't even know. 
I don't know what, what to do right now. And like, I didn't talk to any of the managers. There was a weird, it was a weird weekend. I went on stage and my, my mouth was full like this. I had to pull my cheek back so you could hear me or, really? or the whole thing would be like this. I had to pull my cheek back and then I took my elbow and I said it like this. And the second I walked on stage, a woman in the front row goes, his face is fucked up. Was the the first thing I heard when I got on stage. So Jesus, I'm, I'm people doing my are... show like this, dude. I'm like this. I'm like, so what's in my mind? I got both palsy. So no, I said it, but I had no jokes for right, it yet right. because it literally yeah. just like happens. Yeah. So after every joke, I would do a joke and I go, I'm just going to get off stage. And I go, just do one more joke. And I kept just doing that. But so you ever have an audience where you go, this was a special moment and it was maybe a weird or small crowd, but it was still awesome. Those shows weren't that. <laughs> Nobody gave a shit. They're like, it's New Year's Eve. We just spent 30 bucks a ticket. We want a comic that has a face that works. There was no way to power through it. There was nothing. There was nothing. So I think of that every time I think of Dayton, Ohio, which you're there uh, 11th through the 12th. And then the 17th, you're at in Lowell, Arkansas at the Grove Entertainment Complex. Yeah, that's a good one, man. You should go. If you haven't been there, you should go there, man. Comedy Addict in Bloomington, Indiana. Never been there. That's a good one. Yeah. Pittsburgh, the Arcade Comedy Theater. Look at all these new ones. Des Moines, like, so you're at, and also go to gregwarrencomedy.com and uh, you have an album people can not on Spotify, but you can um, <laughs> probably find your stuff on Pandora or yeah, your website. Yeah, yeah. yeah is the Des Moines, Iowa one, is that the one I performed there and then went, it was when uh, was Paul there? There was, yeah, there uh it was when MMA, uh, oh my God, I'm having such a brain fart, where all the UFC champions were fight, Bannadorf, Indiana, is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know as much about MMA as you do. But there are a lot of wrestlers that yeah, came I out mean, of it. Oh yeah, there's a ton of wrestlers in Des Moines, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I train, anyway. So yeah, you got a lot, uh, go to gregwarren.com. To see your thing. Yeah, thanks, um, so lastly, before we go, because we've done an hour 10, um, have you sold tickets online? Like to like scalp tickets or bought tickets to an event and then sold um, them? Mm, no, I, I don't think I have, man. Mm. I usually use uh, Damone from Fast Times. Uh, when that, I, uh, that, that's what I feel like. So I don't care if she comes, stays, lays, or prays. <laughs> Tell us they're still happening. So, yeah, that movie's a little Me Too-ish. So here's here's what happened. And tell me what I sh should do, and we'll kind of end it on this. So months and months ago, five months ago, I bought tickets uh, for my wife uh, to see Rick Springfield in Atlanta. That was her first concert. Wow. It was my first concert. Man, I would like to see that. His thing on Sirius is really good. Yeah, 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 the working class. So yeah, yeah, it's Rick really good, man. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. No, I love it. So he was performing with the Atlanta Orchestra uh, in at the Atlanta Opera or whatever. So I bought tickets months and months and month, months ago. Um, the wife can't go. We, we can't go. But I'm performing at the Punchline in Atlanta February 17th through the 19th. But the only reason why I took that weekend was because I knew I was going to be there on Wednesday right. to see Rick Springfield. 
So I can't go. So I have these tickets, but they, they are row AA, seat Whoa. 10 and 11. Literally, front row, dead center. Wow. Can't, right? So then I went online to see what these tickets are going for, and they're going for a crap ton. Yeah. Literally a crap ton, where I'm like, nobody would even, if the Beatles came back, I don't think anyone would pay this. So like, no one... So I don't know what to do with the tickets. So I went to a website where you can resell your tickets and I listed them for what all the other things were. And then I laid in bed and felt guilty. Why? I was trying to, because tickets were literally going for a thousand bucks. I'm like, yeah, no, man. a ticket. I go, no. So then I went and I kept lowering them. Like oh. almost every six hours, I would lower the tickets by maybe 200 bucks to go. I don't need like, I'm not gonna, I know what I paid for them. And if I yeah. just get my money back and whatever. So now they're sitting on a website and I don't know if I just don't go to the show, if I give them away to somebody or if I try to sell them at top dollar or am I terrible? What was it on StubHub or whatever, or like uh, one of those places? Yeah. 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 So it's legal. I lost yeah, the yeah. thing. So it's, um, what is it? Um, yeah. Sell it, man. Sell them. StubHub. That's where they're on. If you, you know what? If you, if you uh, want to feel like you're doing something nice, uh, sell them for a hundred bucks less than everybody else is selling them for. Okay. Yeah. Don't give them away. <laughs> don't sell them at cost. Don't. So, okay. I'm going to look it up. Alan, what's, wait, hold on. Dude, that's Valentine's Day weekend, right? That's, that's what. That's what somebody said to me. They go, somebody's yeah, going to, yeah, yeah. Some, some girl from the eighties is going to buy the, his boyfriend or husband is going to buy those tickets, man. Yeah. Yeah. Alan, are you there still? I know we went long, but I, I don't want to, you know how my brain works. Yeah. Is, is there any way we can pull up that concert? Sure. Is, is that a pain? And then we'll wrap it up. I'm Paul. That's fine. Everybody. John. Yeah, yeah. Some, uh, some, some, some girl that I went to oh, high school with is going to, uh, she wants to see Rick Springfield. Go to StubHub. And go Rick Springfield, Atlanta, um, February 16th or 17th. Okay. Yeah, I'll have it here in a second. Yeah. And then just just click on like orchestra seating or no, pit. Pit left. And just see what some of the prices are. If you want to. Okay. I don't know if you can show it to us and us comment on it. But dude, why am I so guilty? Like I haven't. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean. I'm, I feel a lot of guilt for a lot of things, but this one is, you're, you're way off, man. Is that Warren Zevon? Who do you have behind you? Warren Zevon, yeah. Glass sandwich, remember that on Letterman? That's what he said, enjoy all your sandwiches. Is that him that said that? He said I that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, he man. Said, he said that. No. Yeah. We lost that one. Okay. Yeah, so do, do not give away those tickets, John. Somebody's okay. going to be thrilled. I got it. So there's stage, go... What what section is that? Orchestra. Is there a pit section? I'm really I'm, impressed with this. Uh, is there like technology on this podcast? Oh wait, price per ticket. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I got to lower mine because I'm not. I can try by zone. Let me try zone first. Hold on. Go. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. It'd be like zone three. Reset filters. Just go, go to like. I mean, you would be in this section here, section oh, two. Oh yeah, right? look at that. So 
orchestra. No, it's row. Hmm. So you've got row A. They don't have any row A's listed. Go. Well, it's my tickets would be for sale. So click on the three. Click on the three. Okay. <laughs> orchestra. Nah. Row M. One forty each. I don't know, man. Go, go. Click now, on. Did two you tickets. put them? Uh, did you actually put them on Grubhub? Because that's a very yeah, different. That's where uh, they are. Uh, yeah, yeah. A, they're on. Actually, a different site. Yeah. Uh, click on Alan. Just real quick. Just click on two tickets. You want two tickets? Yeah. Click on that, and then not one seventy five price per ticket. Like, yeah. Just okay. Just click uh, filter now. Yeah. Just click filter. I just want to see. He said filters. The highest one they've got listed here is 165 each. That's row B. Man, you got to pay more than 165 to see Rick Springfield. Valentine's Day weekend. Okay. This is a shakedown. All right. So I don't even see my tickets listed. That's why I'm yeah, not I, selling them. Yeah, I think you went on Grubhub, man. It's, uh, <laughs> this totally is Augusta, Georgia, right? Augusta, yeah. Georgia? No, no Atlanta. It, Atlanta. <laughs> well, there you go. They didn't have Augusta, Georgia, uh, Atlanta listed. Yeah, man, Augusta prices are nobody pays for anything in Augusta except for the Masters, man. What are you doing? Sorry, right, I right. said well, look, when so I go. said uh Rick Springfield, okay, Atlanta Symphony, is that the one? Yes. Name? Yeah. Click on that. Sorry, All sorry, right. Greg. We're well, a lot here. of these listeners are thinking John was lying, man. Yeah, no, no, we're gonna do this. So then okay, so orchestra pit left. Click on that. What are some of these prices? Oh, okay. look at there. So one, that's not me, by the way, $1,300. Okay. And then the good values are 142, 142. And then see that. Okay. I'm going to share it with you, Greg. Do you see that 350? That's you? Those are mine. Row AA. And what, and people are trying to look charge it. Some, this son of a bitch is undercutting you up there for 142. Yeah, look at that, bro. But I'm two, you're two There's rows ahead C's. of that person. Yeah. It's, this like, guy, that's like the guy that in, in the condo community that sells the thing for less than he paid for it. So what that's do I do? do, do what, what price would you try to sell him for? I'd give him to a fan or something. What did you, what did you, uh, what did you pay for him? Honestly, I paid, uh, it was like 150 each. You know what, man? I, I, now. That'd be a good thing to do. Here's the thing, man. Now I think uh, we're in the territory of when you when you thought maybe you're gonna get a thousand for each of them, I'd be like, sell them. But now, do it for a fan. You'll feel better about it, and you'll have a fan for life or something. Yeah. Okay. Give, give, yeah. Do some sort of a giveaway I'll on Friday away. night. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll make them go to Rick Springfield, and then I'll tell them your only thing is you have to plug the crap out of my dates at the punchline that weekend. You got to be my my Atlanta mayor. And there you go. To try to get ten people to show the up. Person, oh, I was gonna. I thought you were trying to get Springfield to plug the dates, man. Which I'm, I'm all for too. But uh, yeah, okay. That's I think good. you do so it. You just set me off. I, I'm not gonna sell them. I'm gonna take them off here. Yeah, I mean, it, for uh, three hundred bucks, that's uh, that's worth the promotion there, and you, and you and you'll make somebody really happy. Yeah. All right, dude. Is there anything? Uh, I appreciate you being on. Yeah, I enjoyed John it, man. Thing, yeah, you were scheduled anyway. You didn't bail on me. Do we have like, uh, is there an outro, like an 80s video outro, uh, 80s Tron outro, like you guys have the intro? We don't do outros anymore because we had a big meeting and okay. John doesn't like outros. So we just play this. Ah, come on, Reap. Oh, no, oh, there really? is. Well, there is. Uh, oh, here's what, here's what we do. We do have an outro. 
I think. So what happens is we say goodbye. There's a video. Yeah. You're still live. So what you do is make a weird pose and then we go back. You'll see what I mean. So we're going to end the show now, but you're live until we're not live. And I say, dude, we're done. Okay. Okay. So that's, uh, that's what keep in mind. Uh, this is the Heffern and Reap show. Make sure you go to heffernandreap.com. If you're watching this on, on my f- Facebook page, um, click on all my videos. I'll explain that later. I need more video time watched on my Facebook page for something. So just start clicking on random crapola. This has been the Heffern and Reap show. John will be back next week. You can listen to him on country ish. This is Greg Warren. Go to, uh, GregWarrenComedy.com to get all this merch, tour, keynote stuff, whatever. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. Since you love the Heffron and Reap show, please go to iTunes and let them know. Rank the show and leave a comment. We don't care what you No matter what you do